Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Cyanide, Jane and Tempest. My name's Ashley Hobley, your resident god of mischief. Joining me today is Sergeant Norm Blight. Sounds like um, Joan Jet, you know, and the, no, Joan Jet and the, what are they called? Rock and Rollers? I don't know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Had a nice ring to it. Coming yeah, together. Had a nice ring to it. Yeah. So today we're talking about the season finale of Loki season two, Glorious Purpose. Directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Eric Martin, Loki learns the true nature of Glorious Purpose as he rectifies the past in this gripping finale. Uh, so Dylan, what did you see the like the online reaction before you actually watched the episode? I don't think so. No, don't recall saying hard. anything. I feel no, like no there was a lot of buzz going into the episode uh from social media like mm. from the instant reaction of people watching it before i got to it uh very positively so dylan as someone who has disliked the whole entire season of loki season two what did you think of the season two finale this was a very good episode of <laughs> a tv show it is frustrating that i had to watch so much hours of trash before this though <laughs> But yes, this episode by itself was obviously very, very good. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a very good episode of television. Um, which will raise the question, Does it? Is it so good that it justifies the f- previous five episodes? I no, don't. it's not that good. Do you, do you think you need to watch all five episodes to set up this episode? No. I, f- I, f- I honestly feel like... I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe in like looking at the larger picture and with this hour, 55 minutes, whatever it is, 50 minutes here, that's so good. And thinking about like what was necessary in this from this season and like you could be like, oh, well, we had to like build up the dicky time dude, whatever his name was. Um, and I'm like, well, not really. You know, like there's just, it feels like they wanted to get, I've seen interviews where they're now saying, you know, this was the second half of a book. And like they're not doing a third season and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, but like you've done that thing where they like split a book into two halves and then like make drag the context out to get two movies out of it. And then people complain. It's like that's sort of what happened here. I just I just feel like if if your idea was to get to the the this episode, sure, this episode was great and everything about it and the direction and you've finally taken Loki and like in the bigger picture, all of this is really good, but it just really feels like it, like they didn't have enough content to do a full second season. You know, like this nearly should have just been like a movie, like two hours Loki season two. There's not secret season two, but we're doing a, a feature length, uh, straight to Disney plus movie, two hours, you know? Okay. I disagree. I feel like they did need the entire season, like to set up a lot of the scenes and stakes and, uh, all of the emotional beats and like obviously they do the time returning kind of stuff like uh you need a lot of the, they did a lot of setup in those first five episodes um it, and we enjoyed last week's episode as well to be fair um but you know it, it's all necessary i don't think you would in my mind there's no way you could pull this season off in two hours maybe four episodes <laughs> you probably cut it down a little bit but yeah it it definitely felt ultimately a bit stretched or like it definitely feels this season felt like it was working from the back to the front. Yeah. They knew where they wanted to end up. 
they had a cool idea for the final episode and they kind of had to spend the rest of the season kind of setting it up like just giving us bread until they could finally mm. get to the cool dessert at the end of the season i just feel like they you know bread's not exciting and that's the problem yeah so bread needs exciting things in between it need some toppings on the bread yeah 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 some need some sauce. condiments Need some condiments on the bread. There's your poor quote. Right. This is yeah. this is a Loki. You need more condiments. Yeah, uh, need more condiments. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's just jump into the episode. Uh, so we kick off with the Marvel Studios fanfare plays in reverse. Interestingly, uh, as we see the seconds before Timely's death, Loki time slips through that moment and tells the team that Timely needs to get out. He dies anyway. And Loki asks Obi what they can do differently. Obi says they took too long, so Loki slips back and tries to make the scene faster. Timely does dies over and over and over again. He goes back even further to when Timely first met Obi and hurries things even faster. Loki asks Obi how long it would take him to learn everything Obi knows and is told it would take centuries. According mm. to a title card, centuries do pass for Loki and he learns everything necessary to instruct Timely on the mission. Uh, yeah, so I put out a great tweet uh, talking about how great this episode was. <laughs> I put was. out a great tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say it. Great, great tweet. Uh, uh, saying how good this episode was and it was just pictures of uh, Doctor Who's episode, Heaven Set, in which Doctor Who does pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue. I did retweet it because I thought it was a good tweet, but it's just funny to hear someone say that out loud about their own tweet. But yeah. You know. No, I, I agree. That, that, but that episode's better than this. Like, I'm, I'm I mean, be- well, again, you don't need any, that one. You definitely don't need to set up for. You can just go in, kind of. No, it's just blind. a character piece, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, from there you can tell this is going to be similar esque. Uh, it. This is the most time travelly episode of the season. Um, definitely got those time loop elements of like trying to figure out how to get out of this problem, um, which is kind of set up here. And you know, it's fun seeing you know Kim try to figure out how to do things more quickly and everybody kind of reacting and realizing something is off. Um, so that's a little fun. And like, Ob- I don't know. Would it really take Loki centuries to figure out? Well, I guess everything Ouroboros knows to be fair. I mean, it's a lot of, it's not exactly, you know, if it was like just engineering in general, it would be like much shorter, but it's mm-hmm. everything Ouroboros knows. Yeah. Um, uh, he tells Casey to secure Timely's helmet, and that, combined with all of Loki's new knowledge, helps the walk go successfully. Timely is able to push a button and makes it back to the base. The loom begins stabilizing, but Obi notices that it is overloading because there are way too many branches. Timely says that the multiverse is growing too fast for the loom to ever possibly handle it. Sylvie suggests that the creation of branch timelines is what set this in motion. Timely apologizes to Loki as the loom explodes once again. Uh, yeah, so, you know, everything they've been doing the last three episodes, getting Timely to try and fix the loom, was ultimately pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. The, it is, it is, it isn't, but it's also, again, part of my reasoning that I do believe, like, in the bigger picture, you could achieve the same results in a feature. All right, we'll continue to <laughs> go back and forth on this. Uh, all right, from there, Loki goes back in time to the events of the season one finale and tries to stop Sylvie from stabbing he who remains. He tells Sylvie, Sylvie, she was right. 
or not trusting will not trusting him uh, and tells her he doesn't care about reclaiming a throne anymore. She threatens that she'll only stop if he kills her. Loki repeats the cycle multiple times trying to stop Sylvie at increasingly earlier moments. Loki asks he who remains why he isn't tr- even trying to stop Sylvie and he who remains uses his temp pad to pause Sylvie. He reveals he knows about t- Loki's time slipping and that says that his death at the hands of Sylvie is all part of his plan because he will reincarnate anyway. He who remains it resumes time and Loki reveals that he's already had this particular conversation with he who remains. Yeah, I really I really liked when they went back to the season one finale. Like yes. as soon as they started went back there, I was like, oh, we're cooking now. We're cooking with gas this shit this right cool. here. <laughs> um this is cool. And and full points because I like as the scenes playing out, I you know, I I sort of brought into the the obvious, which I thought was the, the point, the swerve, but you know, I'm like, oh, like it's gonna be like Sylvie's gonna have to die, you know, like, yeah, that's gonna the, be the, that's the only way this makes sense, yeah, you know? it's the only way this makes sense, but yeah, then when you get to the obviously to the ending and having him actually make the self sacrifice himself, like having the audience buy into the the fact that he just had to kill Sylvie, um, in the scene, yeah, there was always cool. the, that was always an option mm-hmm. that you know, killing Sylvie would have changed things, so. Yeah, but you know, it was always an option, but it was never an option. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, just really well done, like a really cool recreation of like the first season's ending. Like, because it, obviously it's been a few years since they shot that, so like to pull everything together almost seamlessly. I've like haven't seen like side by side shots, but you know, it felt pretty, like looked like my memory remembers it. But yeah, really cool put together scene uh recreation yeah lots of more fun time stuff uh so here remains pauses time again and reveals that everything in the loom is actually irrelevant to the sacred timeline so loki has been wasting his time uh yep. loki decides to change the equation by breaking the loom but here he remains says the loom is the only thing stopping the multiversal war that destroys everything and that he is offering the universe mercy loki refuses to believe that and insists he is going to find another way around uh he's gonna find another way he remains resumes time and tells loki to save what he can loki then time slips to the events of the season one premiere when mobius is showing him his life in the time theater loki asked mobius how the tva decides who lives and dies loki tell uh mobius tells loki a story about the tva finding a variant in the black sea who was going to be responsible for the thousands of deaths but ends up being a young boy one hunter renslayer hesitated in killing the boy and it make things worse uh loki tells mobius that purpose might be more of a burden than a glory he thanks mobius and shakes his hand just before he and the reality around him fade out of existence i think this was a really great scene like i disagree really really good scene acting wise and whatever i character wise i felt it was weird for like for him, this is the first scene that like sitting down and everything. I feel like the Morbius that we're with now, sure, like obviously has okay, this yeah. rapport with um Loki, but it this just very much felt like a um this is a scene written for the audience to reach to reach for a certain emotional reaction. But in reality, like if you were to rewind and look at how these characters would actually act at, at this time, no, he wouldn't just start going on like he does in this scene at all. It doesn't it didn't make sense to me. So I I, I didn't like this scene interesting no i i totally get that but you know i think mobius has been around the block enough times to tell when something a vibe is certain certainly changed i think he could tell that wasn't the loki 
variant. In my opinion, you can have your fan, you know, fear in your head over there. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's interesting because the way I understood the story as well, I thought Mobius was the one who hesitated. And that's when, why he was, like, he was the one who was maybe who hesitated at the variant in his story. And that's why he's stuck in his job. But no, it turns out, based on this, that <laughs> he was the one who got rid of the variant or pruned the variant. Even yeah, though I was yeah. a kid, and yeah. obviously it's just been. No, I mean that makes sense. Playing with I, guilt. The first throughout the first season, I always made it like you know he was the hard ass. He was like the best employee. You know, mm. so this—it's only this most recent second season where it's like, oh, he's just this more—he just got pushed more into that comedic sort of side character role. But I remember the first season in the first half, it was, they always hinted that and talked about like basically him. You know, he would pr- prune any motherfucker. <laughs> like, but then it's also interesting that Renslayer would have hesitated when she like uh, pretty much turned on everybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, at the end of the season, but. I, I mean, she was point. turning everybody for her own self interest most of the yeah. season. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was a good like. I can understand your reasoning. Like in the in the show, it doesn't make a hundred percent sense. But like as a finale, as probably the time, last time we'll see these two characters. It's a together. it's a scene written for the audience. It's not a scene written yeah. that actually works for the characters in reality. But it just doesn't work for Mobius. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Loki goes back to right before everyone disappeared in episode 5 and pulls Sylvie out of time to talk about her talk with her about the situation Sylvie argues that sometimes you need to destroy something in order to replace it with something better what do you think of the Sylvie Loki scene? Um, that's fine I, I don't, see, th- if you want to compare this to the scene prior Sylvie yeah. is reacting a way that makes perfect sense for me for that character yeah. being pulled in t- out of time like that's fine so and it's their last final moment together, so... Again, yeah. Just, uh, you know. Which is interesting, because it's like, in my mind, as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, is he going there to, like, Kill like her. she said, get permission? To... Yeah, that's that's how I took it at the time, too. Yeah. But then, when she, but then, in like, when you think back, her saying, like, destroy something, obviously he took that and took it another direction. But when, yeah. when I was watching it, I was thinking like, this is her giving permission to kill her sort of thing. Yeah. To like save the universe, or whatever. But yeah. Turns out not the case. Yeah. So Loki time sleeps back to right before Timely's walk and locks Sylvia Mobius out behind the door to the vault. He tells them he now knows what kind of God he needs to be and embarks on the walk by himself with no spacesuit. He could have he just goes, done this the entire time. <laughs> who knew? Uh, as he goes on the walk, his clothes transform into a new version of his Loki costume. He uses his power to zap the loom and then realizes he can physically grab and reignite each of the dying branches. He creates a crack in the time spa- space-time continuum, which he walks towards and through. Sylvie says that Loki is giving them a chance. Loki walks towards the throne, carrying the branches with him. The throne begins turning gold, and, he's- and we can see that it's the remains of Here He Remains Palace. Loki sits on the throne and holds the branches together, allowing them to begin to heal. We pan out to see that we've been looking at the branches from the wrong angle. They're the will tree. Hmm. Obviously very poetic and this is this is the thing. For all the for all the stuff I didn't like about the episode, like this last sequence is the 
it's the you know this is the be all end all and it's not the be all end all of this season or this show it's like su- such a fitting end for loki as a character for because especially the way tom hiddleston's talking about it like he's done with his character now so yeah until barbara comes on with the big paycheck <laughs> like every other actor in the mcu um but yeah i think it was just like really well constructed and put together um i mean i have questions like how does he know that his green energy power is actually helping the timeline or revitalizing it anyway faith just innate faith i guess yeah um but a very cool visual um props i mean also just also just thematically like even this season and stuff is like they've had this stuff about like him not like he's you know not wanting the throne and whatever else um but the thing was he may not have wanted the throne but it turned out that he actually needed to take it he had hashtag glorious purpose Mm. all along Mm. um which is interesting when you think in in retrospect, like uh, Loki compared to Thor, and like Thor also like rejected the throne and is off doing his own thing. Now Loki, mm. you know, wanted the throne. I guess he kind of has a different throne. Mm. I mean, the other thing that I I thought was funny to think about is saying everyone tweet about it. everyone's now tweeting about this character as the Loki. Let's not forget this is a variant of Loki. This is <laughs> Loki. We all know Loki died at the end of Yeah, Loki's dead. Like, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah that was the a thing. different Loki. But everyone talks about this Loki like this is now the Definitive Loki. The definitive Loki, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Just a perfectly crafted scene, like perfectly put together with all the visuals and the fantastic score in this moments. Um and Tom Hiddleston, like really great. So uh, yeah, just a, a seminal moment of Marvel history, I think, probably, mm. going forward. Uh, all right. Sometime after the TV mm. is back to normal and is viewing the timeline as the world tree, Miss Minutes is back. Mobius reveals that he's been keeping tabs on here remains to variants, uh, including the one who is seemingly the Kang from Quantumania. Oh, 616. 616 adjacent, yes. Uh, Mobius tells Hunter B-15 that he he's leaving to go experience the real world, and she tells him that he'll always have a seat at the TVA. Uh, the new TVA meets. Obi gets new copies of the TVA manual. A young Victor Timely does not get the book delivered to him, sending him down a different path. Revo- uh, Renslayer wakes up in the void and finds remnants of the TVA floor. She sees the Alioth in action, but is unafraid. Uh, Mobius watches over a life where his human self and kids are happy. Sylvia is by his side. They talk about Loki and what the future can look like for all of them. Sylvia leaves as Mobius continues to watch over his house. We see Loki sitting proudly at the center of the world tree. Yep. Good epilogue. Yeah. Not much. No idea what. No, no, no idea what these characters are going to do next. No idea if I even need to know what they're going to do next. But yeah, just a very fitting end. The, the show i felt yeah just a, a i mean it kind of wraps everything up a little bit or like it is definitely feels like a salt, satisfying conclusion yeah. i don't think there's any particular loose end that you would be no no, no desperate no, no. to pull at you know um other than i guess what is like you're just gonna sit in that chair forever what yep. just watching that's it just watching everything watching any you know yeah. He's made the sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. For now. For now. 
Uh, all right. Any so, what do you think is the future of Loki? I mean, everybody's coming out and saying that this is the end of it. Yeah, I think it's done. Yeah, I think it's done. I think it's hundred percent done. We've got Secret Wars coming up, which is you know a bunch of like timelines. Could I mean, if we're gonna assume, we all assume the secret, like he's holding all the multiverses, right? So something's going to have to happen to bring all the multiverses together, thus affecting him in some way. Yeah, he dies. So he comes back to die again. Maybe. No, I don't know. Maybe they'll drag him out at that point, but yeah, for now he's just holding. Mm. Get a little bit of peace. Peace amongst the Yeah. You know, as Sylvie said, they brought she's he's brought in some time. Sometime. Not not all the time. Sometime. Okay. We know what's happening. Okay, who, who out of all the characters we saw in this Loki season, who do you think we see again? Mm, again. Mm. Yeah. It's anything else? Yes. Loki. <laughs> okay. Sylvie. Outside of Loki. Yeah. Sylvie is your... Yeah. Mm. I think it's, it, it makes sense. I think we'll probably see Sylvie in something else. Mm. Maybe That's, 4 that'll... 5. <laughs> that'd be weird. That'd be it, though, to be honest. Yeah, I don't feel like anyone else is going to appear in anything else. I mean, Mobius might show up in something weird, but, you know. like... Trying to explain time. To I mean, the what if any of the characters, technically, like I mean, yeah, those, I mean, those, that shows prime for just bringing in any of the characters from this as random episodes and stuff. But that you know, would be cool. And you know, if they do a spin-off season where it's what if, but it's like Loki telling the stories of like the different multiverses mm. instead of the Watcher. You know, yeah. So Tim can still get a check and can hear his sultry voice. Mm. All right. Uh, so, yeah. What did What are your thoughts on the season overall? I guess other than you know, I still think it's bad. I still think this is a bad season of television. <laughs> you can you cannot just because the ending was good. Like this is a fantastic episode of TV. But all in all, I feel like this was a, a, a as we've said many times throughout the last couple of weeks. I just feel like it, it, each episode was just so most most of the time poorly paced, like just confusing thing. Where else I didn't know why it existed, but I watched it. Okay. So the I now know why it existed, yeah. which was the ending, <laughs> but I, I really just don't feel like the season was necessary to get there. I feel like they they should they could have got there a lot faster, half the amount of episodes at least. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I I definitely think it could have been condensed, or they could have found more interesting stuff to fill in the previous five episodes. But mm. yeah, that's what there is. Um. The other thing that's been brought up is obviously in the Variety article we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm. They said, oh, the MCU was fucked after this episode uh, with whatever direction they want to take Kang in this, from this season. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I've seen people tweeting about this saying the Variety article is bullshit. I feel like the Variety article is weird wording, but like I, I feel like the sentiment is still the same, which is that ultimately Kang's still a thing. It's still a thing, <laughs> but I don't think it's like... As it's still not set in stone the way that, you know, I thought it was going to be. I thought this season was going to end and Kang was going to be... We were going to cut again to the, the freaking Kang Coliseum or whatever. Kang Council? The Kang Council, yeah. Which doesn't seem to be the case. Which, you know, maybe they maybe cut they it. Maybe they cut it. Minute. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they cut it at literally the last minute for a window. I mean, they actively, like, 
do maybe something people that would saw take... a scene or like after credits scene or something that we never saw that exists to do with Kang. Yeah. So. Maybe they did do something and we just didn't know. I feel like that's a or very maybe this scenario. Per- maybe this person just saw that Kang was in the final, in the episode and then was like, oh, they fucked. I'm, yeah, I'm, I would actually lean heavily on the side that they've edited something out of this. Okay. Well, let us know your theories about did they edit Kang out? Did they change anything? What do you think of the season overall? Let us know by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump into our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at all new Marvelcasts, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Leave us five stars and you can leave five stars and just tell people about the show, which is the number one Australian-made MCU podcast on the internet, apparently, according to my findings. And if you've enjoyed what we've done this season of Loki and what helps out financially, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash supports. So the next time we will definitely be joining you will be next year, January 10th with the release of Echo. How are we going to cover that? I'm not sure, but watch that. Enjoy us next time for another all new Marvel cast. <laughs> <laughs>